Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name is Tony, and I'm your host. With over a decade in the local church, I care deeply and passionately about helping you connect with Jesus in practical ways. Today is week number three of the Relationship Series. Karen Miltenberger is back. Karen, say hello. Hello. This has been such a fun thing to do with you. So thank you for indulging this idea. And it's been so good. And just, uh, I really, really hope you have enjoyed it, uh, our listeners and our podcast family. Karen, what's the experience been like for you? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Today's a little different. The past two weeks, we have recorded together. And today, we are in our separate spaces. So you're at home, and I am actually in my office at work. <laughs> Yeah, which is like her real job. So um, now today's episode, let's jump into it. Today we're going to talk about sex and marriage. So um, I want to tell you this now <laughs> because if, uh, if you're not prepared to have the conversations with your kids about what sex and marriage means, then you might want to wait to listen to this until the kiddos aren't around. And if you happen to be one of our kids uh, listening to this, uh, just know that we're not going to go into details about our sex life, but we're going to talk about what it means to honor God with our sex life. So um, we're going to talk a, a, kind of from a higher viewpoint than the details, but just know what you're getting into. Not, I miss any part of that, Kay? No, no, I think you're right. So um, <laughs> as we begin as we begin this discussion, uh, I'd like to... to share a little bit of scripture. Karen, would you read from us uh, for today's scripture verse? Yes, today is coming from Ephesians 5, 21 to 26. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And that's the word of God for the people of God. And of course, this particular scripture is challenging because there's so much here that needs to be unpacked. But I, I think that the number one thing that we get out of this Ephesians verse is this idea of submission and it's, it's mutual submission. It's this idea that um, I am to submit to Karen and Karen is submit to me. And each of us have different roles in our relationship, but all of it is based out of submission. And what I really appreciate about the way that Paul writes this um, to the church in Ephesus is he uses the example of Christ in the church. And what I love about that is that we know that the church does not always submit to Christ, right? We know that the church does not always, is not always the perfect partner. We know that Christ is the perfect partner. And so what I, I feel like Paul is saying in this is that the model to strive for is Christ and the way that Christ submits to the church and the way the church is supposed to submit to Christ. And yet they live in the tension that it doesn't always go that way. Um, but ultimately, every marriage is based on submission. Karen, any thoughts on the idea of submission in marriage? 
Um, no, I think it's one of those like heavy words that people tend to think like I need to do everything that you say and that you need to do everything that I say, which I don't necessarily think that that's the type of submitting that we're talking about. Like, I think more for me, it's submitting to those disciplines of the vows that we took and honoring yeah. you. So. Yeah, I, I think that say? that's right. I, well, I was going to say, I think that that's right. I think that that the vows are what we're ultimately submitting to the perfect promises because I, I, you and I both will readily admit that we're imperfect people. So the idea of submitting to the vows is what's perfection, right? Christ in our marriage is the perfect idea. The execution of that idea is where you and I typically mess it up in our humanness. Sure. Well, and I think ultimately that our relationship, and we've talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that bringing prayer into our life has ultimately changed that for that submission for us. And so one of the things that's interesting is that a lot of couples don't think about this, but sex is an actual discipline of marriage. So sex is a tool that's designed to live out this idea of submission and holiness. And when it's done right, I mean, not, not sex done right, but when the, it's held in the, in the proper posture, sex is used to bring us closer to Christ. In, in Matthew 19, 6, Jesus says, and the two will become one flesh. And so that one flesh is that intimacy of complete and total sacrifice um, to each other in, in, the, in the idea of sex or making love. And this idea that it's not always, um, you know, it's not always something that, that one of us wants to do, right? Sometimes we sacrifice from that posture. Um, but one of the 100%. things that's been important, right? 100%, right? But one of the things that's been important for us is this idea about inviting God into our sex life and asking God to be a part of it and, and kind of treating this as a reminder or a renewal of our wedding vows. I, I'm wondering, Kay, could you yeah. talk a little bit about what, how we came to that place of inviting God into our sex life? Um, I think just, you know, honoring the process, right? And that, you know, like when we pray, a lot of times you will, you know, your assumptive clothes, you know, um, you know, pray, you know, and invite God into that moment. <clears throat> Even if I'm not on board yet. <laughs> um, but I think it's been one of those things that has been very rewarding and has ultimately changed our sex life by inviting him into it. Yeah, I, I think that that's right. I think, you know, one of the disciplines that you and I have talked about is prayer and then inviting God in. If we feel like the the night is heading in that direction, or if I'm optimistic that there's a chance it might head in that uh, direction, then I will typically invite God into our sex life um, through that prayer time. And sometimes that prayer is been saved for a later date, not that date, which I, you know, I, I think that this is, 
I think this is important to know, right? In any relationship, um, stereotypically, there one person is the high drive where they prefer to have more sexual touch than the other. One person is the low drive. And so in our relationship, I'm the high drive and you're the low drive. And, um, yes. you know, another way to talk about that is like a crock pot in a microwave. Karen is the crock pot. The low drive is the crock pot, which means that she's got to be kind of given the idea early. She needs to simmer on it. She needs to go. The other person, me in this case, is the microwave where if you just, you know, turn the knob, I'm, I'm pretty much ready, right? Like it's, it's not something that needs a lot of work up time for me. Um, I'm yeah. always excited about the idea because that's one of the ways that I really enjoy living out the vow of our marriage, right? And um, not everyone enjoys every part of the vows of marriage, but that's one part that I particularly enjoy. I, I don't know. <laughs> any, any thoughts on, on high drive or low drive, babe? No, I think you're you're exactly right. Like you have to mention it, you know, sometimes several times. So then that way I can, you know, prepare my mind for what is to come in some capacity. Um, and, you know, and then and then I think for me, too, that in order to have this be a mutual respect and to, you know, that submission piece <clears throat> that I need to kind of initiate it at times. Like it's not necessarily fair for you to always do that. So, and for me to honor you, I think I've learned to find ways, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to make that happen. Yeah, I think one of the unique things, um, which kind of be the second point to this talk, is this idea that as a married couple in our vows, we promise to always be honest with each other. And that's pretty typical in vows. And I've done a lot of weddings. And so I know it's there. And and I think we mean that. But I, I think sometimes we also forget we're we have to be honest with each other about what our needs are. And so if you're a high drive person or your spouse or you know, you're the low drive person, I think you have to be willing to talk about what your needs are and accept the fact that they're not always gonna be able to eat, meet your needs, right? And so that means that we have to sacrifice for each other, right? So, hey, I want you to know I'm kind of feeling this way and um, you don't have to do anything about it, but I wanna put it on, you know, make you aware of how I'm feeling, right? And, and so, you know, sometimes for me, and I don't mind saying this, when we've been in dry seasons of physical intimacy, I have wondered if it has to do with Karen's attraction to me, right? And, and so then we have to talk through those feelings. Where the opposite side is, is that when I've been, um, where maybe we've had some um, physical intimacy, Karen's wondered if it mattered if it were her or not. That would be the flip side to that, right? Like, am I just trying to get a need met that I don't care yeah. if it's actually her? And so, you know, she has to share her version of, of what her feelings are and I have to share my version. And that's actually how we grow in intimacy all the way around from the high side and the low side. And any part of that I, I miss? No, I think that's exactly, exactly right. Right. Like um, to being open to have that conversation and to, to, you know, so that way, you know, where I'm at you know, emotionally, and that I know where you're at emotionally. And I think sometimes too, that if there has been, you know, seasons of, 
you know, of not, of us not having sex or whatever. And maybe, see, you know, season sounds too long. So maybe it's been like a week or two weeks, you know, in some of those moments where then I think I sometimes feel like I have to, you know, take one for the team, you know, where it's like, all right, this isn't going to change. And we need, I need to kind of say, okay, I'm, I'm in it. I'll grin and bear it <laughs> this time. Right. So in that way, you know, which then a lot of times will change my mental state to then, you know, put us back on a more consistent, you know, schedule, so to speak. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because your version of taking one for the team is, um, you know, going ahead with the act of physical intimacy, or my version of taking one for the team is not asking you about physical intimacy, right? Even though that I, you know, like, yeah. oh, I kind of want one, uh, you know, like I would really enjoy some physical intimacy tonight, but I know she's not in the place. So I'm not going to bring it up because I, I don't want to guilt her into it. And, and I think that kind of brings us to that last point, which is n no matter what, if, if you can posture your heart to a place of sacrifice for your spouse, you're never going to be in a bad place. Right. And so if, if I'm continually asking the question, how can I serve Karen? And if Karen's continually asking the question, how can I serve Tony? Then both of us are always going to be in a good place to meet in the middle and have really honest dialogue about it. Don't you think so, Beb? Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think you're right. So, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up this conversation around sex, I, I, I kind of want to recap kind of the big three, big three things. The first one is, is that um, if you want to make sex an act of worship in your marriage, you have to invite God in, right? And, and just do that through prayer. Lord, we just invite you into this time. May it be holy and, and an offering to you, right? Let's not pretend like you can't see it anyway. The second thing is, is um, you got to be willing to talk about the important stuff, right? You got to be honest. You got to be uh, courageously honest. And then the third part is, have a, a posture of sacrifice um, for each other and for for the marriage. Uh, Kay, anything to add there? No, I, I think that's perfect. So next week, you're back on the podcast. We're going to talk about commitment. You there got lots go. of lots of wisdom for commitment, I'm sure. Uh, as we just <laughs> celebrated 20 years of mostly marital bliss. There um, you go. So anyway, we're super excited to be on this journey with you. Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on iTunes. It, it really does go a long way to help tell people about what God is doing on this platform. Friends, we're so thankful for each and every one of you for the opportunity to build this community and do what we love. Uh, and remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.